Hello, everybody. It is Saturday, June 11th, 2022. And I have the honor, the privilege, and the pleasure of welcoming you to yet another episode of the Ordinary Podcast, polynerd.com's weekly nerd-centric life and culture podcast for adults. As always, I am your ordinary nerdy host, Shad. And this week, we have... A handful of stuff to talk about. Um, not exactly the podcast I was hoping to to have this week. I was, I was hoping to have better, uh, you know, personal stuff to talk about and whatnot. But we'll make do with what we have. Um, my apartment, for those of you that care, for those of you that have been following me since February when when we moved into a new place, uh, is coming along this last weekend. I got myself a couch for free, um, thanks to a lovely coworker of mine. Uh, we, uh, or they had a neighbor who was getting a new couch and wanted to be rid of their old one. And this couch is so damn big that I actually had to put it in two different rooms. Um, you know, thank God for sectionals. Uh, I've got a chase lounge back in the kids' bedroom, so now I officially have room for all three of my children to sleep in my apartment. And then I have a couch for my living room that I am now sleeping on. So no more old man sleeping on the floor like I've been doing for months. Things are looking up in that regard. Um, I'm also uh, done with my tuberculosis treatment. For those of you that have been following along for the last three, four months, uh, I tested positive for latent tuberculosis. Uh, For those of you that don't know, that means that I had the tuberculosis bacteria in my blood, but it was not an active infection. So for the last three months, I've been taking these awful pills that uh, turn my piss into a um, number 45 color orange. Um, I'm done with that. I have one more appointment to go to, like, to finalize it, but I am at this point done with my treatments for that. Big changes in my life, um, not all for the better, uh, but most of them are, you know, like, you know, the couch, the, the treatment, um, you know, uh, work stress is still work stress. Uh, nothing can be done about that, uh, other than just keep powering through it. Uh, finances are still on the toilet. Um, you know, I can, I can only make so much. Um, and then, you know, like we all know. With prices constantly climbing, it's uh, impossible to get ahead or feels impossible to get ahead. Uh, But, you know, all things considered, things are going well. I may have lost hope, but I have not lost happiness. Uh, I I put it on a TikTok earlier on Friday, about midday Friday. I put a, I I said that uh, Relentless Optimism seems to be my new brand uh, because I I wake up every day feeling phenomenal, uh, even knowing that, like, I'm not going to enjoy my job and that I'm going to spend the day alone and that I'm going to end my day alone. And that when, you know, I ask a certain individual if they want to go to dinner, the answer is going to be no. Um, Like it's such a weird place to be. I was just, I was just um, pondering it right before we started recording that like two years ago I was, deep 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 in my depression and had a really good life so my days started sad and I had to fight and claw to be like appreciative of the good um and then now my days start well and I have to fight and claw to stay good and and it's it's such a weird trans trans transposition of the of the two states of being um I'm hoping one day we'll get to a point where I am happy and things are going well like that that's going to be the the ultimate dream right um i did not stream any this week uh due to you know just handling business uh you know work stress being work stress and uh you know just trying to survive um uh trying to keep the apartment cleaned up trying to you know like my desk is a mess i i, I don't know how to make it not a mess uh, to be honest like you can tell that it's like both a craft and workspace uh, when you look at it. Uh, but I, you know, I've, I've kept up on my dishes. I've kept up on my laundry. In fact, I'm doing laundry right now as we record this. Um, 
but yeah, I haven't streamed any. I did dabble a little bit in Elden Ring, uh, and uh, I have gotten into the capital city finally. Um, I've also crossed the Lake of Rot underground and advanced quite a few of the side quests. Oh, I've made it to the volcano, uh, the Volcano Manor. I'm up there too. So I, I've progressed the game substantially uh, off stream. Won't be streaming this weekend because it's my weekend with my kids. Um, but, you know, that, that's what I've been up to. Uh, still can't afford, well, still can't justify having Game Pass. Uh, so I'm missing out on all the cool new stuff that keeps getting added. Um, I, saw, I saw today that they're adding um, demos to, to Game Pass, which is kind of shitty that they're only going to Game Pass. Um I'll get back there, though. Because um, I was thinking today, I was looking at my YouTube. I haven't uploaded anything since the 10th session of Elden Ring. And I was looking at the stuff that we had in progress. Like, I never finished my um, my zombie game thing that I was doing. Whatever that one was called. State of Decay 2. Um, I never finished Saturday Decay. Um, I never finished the... I mean, I never got close to finishing the first Mass Effect. And I, I really wanted to do that. Um, but again, we'll get there. Progress, right? Uh, and I did paint one or two minis this week in preparation for the game um, this coming weekend. And, and a couple that have nothing to do with the game. Um, like, I finally finished my Blue Dragon, uh, my young Blue Dragon. Um, now all I need is a, a Blue Dragon Wormling, and I'll have the first three stages of Blue Dragon Life. Um, I'm working on a, a young adult Black Dragon, and I have a green one to paint as well. Uh, but I'm also working on a number of other minis. I, I'm always working on minis, I guess. It's a safe bet, right? Um, Shad will always be working on minis. Um, because it's one of my few sources of joy left, and I have a stockpile of them. Now, the only thing I'm really concerned is, is like, affording paints, because, like, as I, as I start running low on different colors, I'm like, oh, no, I have to buy more paints, and I, I don't know if I can. Um, but that's where we're at with that. Um, I'm hoping, as I said last week, week before, to, uh, to start doing more video content that is tabletop-related. Like, I... Um, I'm putting aside money to pick up one crate or one uh, set of the Fizzband's Treasure of Dragons minis because uh, I really want to do an unboxing. I love doing unboxings, and I, and I I I just I just want to do one of those. I haven't done an unboxing of a of a set um, in a while. I think the last ones I did were some of the. Uh, Van Richten's ones, and then that video got messed up due to neighborhood noise, so it ended up being, hey, here's these things I just got that I already took out of the box, uh, and I, that's, that's not as fun. Um, for me. I don't know if it is fun to watch, but it, it's not as fun for me. But I really do want to get into more tabletop-oriented stuff. Um... That's basically all I've been up to in the last week. News-wise, though, we've got just a shitload of news to discuss. Uh, so um, it is both um, Netflix Geeked Week and Summer Game Fest started, um, the, or the Key 3s, the key um, uh, Jeff Keighley's uh, version of E3, since there is no E3 this year. Um, lots of good stuff come out in that, um, or lots of interesting stuff. Uh, so I'm going to dig into Game Informer and Twitter to, to discuss this stuff. So bear with me as I go through these stories. But before we get into that, um, we talked about it last week that quote-unquote Vecna is the the big bad of this current season of Stranger Things. And the Wizards of the Coast folks are, are loving it. Uh, it's... You can't tell me it wasn't planned that, like, when they worked with Stranger Things to determine that Vecna was going to be the bad, um, that... Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. 
<laughs> Lost it. Anyway, um, that they didn't lean into it. Like, they're putting out a statue. Um, it's like a 12-inch statue. We talk, I think we talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago where it's, um, it's, you know, a very, very, very decayed lich version of Vecna. Uh, with what looks like a, a, a Magitek um, artificial hand on his left hand. Um, but he looks like he also has both his eyes. So um, I'm still very interested in that version of Vecna. And the, I don't know if we talked about it on here now that I think about it. But like they, if you look at the statue, he has the Book of Vile Darkness tucked up in his ribcage, which I think is a nice touch. Um the Book of Vile Darkness having appeared in my home game recently. Um, they put out free Vecna stuff. Uh, you can go to D&D Beyond right now, sign in, and claim a dossier of Vecna, where it has like a bunch of information about him, where he came from, how he became so evil and vile. Um, and it includes a stat block um, for Vecna the Archlich, not Vecna the God of Secrets, by the way. Um, it's, it's a pre, pre-godhood, but post-regular old Lich Vecna. Um, and he's got some wicked abilities, um, including a version of Counterspell that does psychic damage when it works, um, which I think is just absolutely sinister. That he can hit a, a wizard with a spell that just, like, and, and lower level spells are immediately canceled, and then you take uh, fuck it, take psychic damage on top of it. That's that's incredible. And they also put out a free twentieth level adventure, um, in conjunction with that stat block. And I was reading through a little bit of it um, earlier today, and I cannot, I, I cannot, I cannot wait to run it. Um, my party. The, the party I run for, which, as you may know, is my ex-girlfriend and my kids. Um, they're almost at 20th level. So, it, uh, once they finish the arc they're on, I've already started piecing together how I'm going to fit this 20th level adventure into our epilogues, um, because we are working on um the means to uh wrap up individual stories um so I, i've already started piecing that together on how i can slip it in as as part of the end game um as far as netflix geeked uh dragon age and tekken both have animated series coming to netflix soon i'm excited about both of those um, I really like the Dragon Age universe. Um, one of the iterations of the fantasy novel I was writing um, was inspired by the way the first Dragon Age game worked. Um, not mechanically speaking, but the world of Dragon Age at that time in the first game. I was like, I like a lot of these ideas. Let me, let me, let me see how these can fit into this fledgling fantasy world that I'm building. Um, and I, and I, I didn't play the second one, but I really liked Inquisition. Um, and depending on how long this lack of um, funds goes, I might get back into Inquisition because I still have it. Um, I just uh, have never dove into it. Um, you know, other games came along and, and caught my attention, as, as happens. Um... Let me look at my Twitter here where I have the Summer Game Fest stuff up. Uh, no, the, the geeked stuff. Uh, B. Dave Walters got to run a... Uh, a D&D game for some of the Stranger Things kids, which I, I thought was uh, fantastic. It was... Um, well, I don't know their... I always forget their their real names. It was Dustin and um, um, Eddie. And let's see if it, I should have it. So that way I can say their actual names. Uh, 
See, Joe Quinn, that's Eddie. Where are their names, people? Um... I need their names. Lady Applejack's one of the characters. Where's it at? Scrolling through, scrolling through. Like I said, bear with me as I, I figure out what I'm doing. Joseph Quinn. Joseph Quinn, Finn Wolfhard, Stella. Uh, I don't know her last name. Here, here it is. Hold on. Let's see. Finn Wolfhard, Priya Ferguson. She's Lady Applejack. Gaten Matarazzo is uh, playing. <laughs> Pardon on me, Belchin. Uh, <laughs> and Joseph Quinn is playing Joe Curie, a Tabaxi Ranger. Um, oh, and Finn's character is. Chad handstand um and B. Dave Walters got to run their game which is phenomenal uh B. Dave's one of my favorite D&D &D and TTRPG in general uh personalities um I think uh I haven't got to watch it yet I'm still working on this week's episode of of Critical Role Calamity um So eventually, probably later this weekend, I'll I'll watch the 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 geeked uh, D and D thing. I, I like watching D and D actual plays, even if they're edited and cut down, like um uh, like uh, Legends of the Multiverse. I, st I still like watching people play D and D. It's it's how I really got into the hobby, and I don't think it'll ever change. Um, Castlevania Nocturne, a new Castlevania animated series following Richter Belmont's coming. That's going to be great uh, if it's at all like the other Castlevania um, series was. Uh, Dota, Dragon's Blood, Book 3 is coming. I didn't even realize they had gotten to Book 2 yet. I haven't watched Book 1, so that doesn't really shock me any. Um, looks pretty good. Um, new episodes of Cuphead are coming. I haven't watched their originals yet uh, there's a shadow and bone game coming interesting dragon age absolution as i mentioned is coming yeah just a lot of really cool stuff coming out of uh out of netflix geeked week um, which ends today on the ten well tomorrow yesterday as you hear this um, there's like a double-edged sword to nerd stuff being in vogue though it's um, I seen a TikTok today about it where it was like things we needed um, for our D and D space and, and like this this video shows like this really beautiful tavern looking D and D room. And then it cuts to the, the video I I uh, do edit cuts to um, a guy saying like, "Man, I'm in the wrong tax bracket," or "You're in different tax brackets," or whatever. And in my head, I'm like, "Same," uh, because like I see things like Joe Manganello's thirty thousand dollar custom made D and D table, or you know the stuff from Wormwood that's all super expensive. And and then I'm like, I think I'm splurging when I buy a sixty dollar set of figures you know like to me that's big money um anyway um <laughs> uh, let me roll on over to game informer to take a look at the the plethora of news that came out this week um netflix's resident evil got a trailer this week um i really liked it i i'm looking forward um to seeing how it plays out i like lance reddick uh, a lot and him playing albert wesker is great um, I know there will always be a bunch of racist bastards who 
are upset that you know a man of color is playing a, a canonically white character, but fuck them. Um, we saw giant spiders and zombies and liquors, uh, a kaiju-sized caterpillar. I don't care if it's bad. It looks like it's going to be fun. Um, kind of like the movies were, but it looks like it might actually be better than the movies. Um, in a similar vein to the Resident Evil show, uh, we saw, uh, that on, at a state of play last week, I think it was, uh, that they're bringing a remake of four. I don't remember if I talked about this last week, Resident Evil four, it's getting a remake. I really hope it's in the vein of two and three. I don't know if I said that last week, but I'm going to say it here now. Um, Evil West gets a September release date uh, with a new trailer that I have not gotten to see yet. Um, September 20th. It's like a... Oh God, I love when they mix genres like horror and westerns. Uh, it looks like it could be really good. And it's on, on last gen. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, PlayStation 5, and Series X slash S. September 20th. I'm going to have to watch that trailer, so I'm going to leave this up. Um, a Last of Us remake was announced this week. Um, coming to PlayStation 5 on September 2nd. Still looks pretty good. Like, like a lot of people are complaining that it doesn't look as good as they would have wanted it to as a PlayStation 5 game. Uh, but you know what? It's uh, The original Last of Us looked pretty damn good for a PlayStation 3 game. Uh, and, and the remastered of it on PlayStation 4, uh, which is how I played it for the first time, looked really damn good. So um, do I wish they were putting it out on PlayStation 5? No. Um like Last of Us is doing the thing that Skyrim does, where it's it comes out every couple of years now. Um, it was also announced that they're making a multiplayer only game in the Last of Us universe. Um, I know some people really liked the multiplayer in the original Last of Us, and were disappointed that there wasn't a multiplayer attached to uh, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I'm guessing this is that. You know, like instead of making it a part of two, they made a, they're making a separate game. Um, remains to be seen if it's any good. Um, speaking of multiplayer, we saw a gameplay reveal for Modern Warfare 2 this week. I watched a big chunk of it this morning. Uh, it looks really cool. Um, I like that the level they showed had, like, it was on a ship that was being jostled by waves and like the shipping containers and stuff on the ship were sliding back and forth and it created this sense of like you could have cover one moment and then not and the same for the enemies um it will also be on last gen um i am in the minority of people that prefers the campaigns to the multiplayer anymore um so i look forward to playing it eventually um, check out that trailer though if you're if you're at all interested. Uh, another shooter that I saw footage of today uh, that was part of Summer Game Fest opening salvo of things uh, was Witchfire. Um, it is a combination of gunplay and magic, which is always fun, um, and it it just looks really good. I don't know what it's going to be on. Right now it's only on PC on the Epic Game Store. Uh, or it will only be on PC. Um, I, I suppose eventually there's a possibility it might come to the other systems. I doubt, looking at how good it looks and the fact that it's only PC now, I doubt we'll see it on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Um, the trailer... Uh, shows gunplay, the ability to freeze enemies, ways to use the environment, bow and arrow attacks, various magical powers. It's set in an alternate reality centering on a deadly war between witches and the church. I'm going to guess you're probably playing for the church. I don't know. Um, I 
It'll be an early access soon, so we'll we'll hear more about it, no doubt. Uh, if you followed me for a long time, you know I was not happy with Goat Simulator uh, when it was one of the early uh, freebies I picked up on Xbox One. I didn't even know they made a Goat Simulator two, but I will give them credit for a brilliant trailer um, because it was. Very reminiscent of the years ago trailer we got for Dead Island 2, where it starts with a guy jogging down a boardwalk, and then like as he's jogging with headphones in, more and more chaotic stuff happens behind him. Um, they parodied that trailer perfectly in this game as a bunch of goats wreak havoc behind him as he runs. And I just wanted to talk about it. Strictly because, A, I didn't know there was a Goat Simulator 2. That blew my mind. And, B, um, it's fascinating that they uh, parodied that trailer so wonderfully. Uh, we got to look at Marvel's Midnight Suns trailer. Um, which is a... Uh, it's, it's, it's an RPG... With looks kind of like um, I forgot the name of it now. The game where you fight aliens. Um, Firaxis is making it. Um, the trailer was interesting because it showed that you know the big bad is Lilith, the mother of all monsters, and the trailer shows her corrupting Venom. Um, and then Spider-Man is in it, and, and surprisingly to some, I guess, uh, Spider-Man will be in the Xbox version of, of the game. Uh, so Xbox was out there tweeting about um, Spider-Man returning to the Xbox finally. Not exactly how I would want him to come to the Xbox, but he's here now. Um, comes into the stores on October 7th. Uh, the Cinemac trailer shows Spider-Man, Scarlet Witch, Ghost Rider, um, a couple others. Uh, fighting against Lilith and um, corrupted characters. Uh, specifically, we see Venom, Sabretooth, Hulk, and what looked like Scarlet Witch again. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. The, wow, they have four different versions of the game. Uh, Standard Edition, 60 bucks, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the base version of the PC game. The Enhanced Edition is $70 for PlayStation 5 Series X slash S and includes five premium skins for that extra $10. Uh, Digital Plus Edition, $80 available on all platforms with 11 premium skins. And Legendary Edition is $100 fucking dollars with 23 premium cosmetic skins and a post-launch season pass. And they're planning a Switch version at a later date. I, I'm going to check out the Game Informer video later of it. Um, conceptually, I like the idea of superhero team-ups. I'm not sure I like a... God, what is the name of that game? Where it's squad-based, turn-based, tactical, isometric, and you're fighting aliens. What the fuck is the name of that game? I am looking, 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 looking. Actually, the Old Republic is not a shooter. Tactical shooter RPG is what I searched, and as I'm scrolling through, Knights of the Old Republic was there. And Bioshock is not tactical, thank you. Um, Turn-based... There it was. Turn-based tactical RPG. Iron Oath, Mutant. Mutant Zero was a similar game to what I'm thinking. What is... XCOM! That's the one. 
That's what I was looking for. Uh, Midnight Suns is an XCOM-style game with superheroes. Um, could be fascinating. Uh, I like the look of Corrupted Venom, because he's, uh, he's like one half Venom, one half Demon. He's got these big-ass horns coming off his head. Um... I mean, looking at it, it might not be as XCOM-y as I thought. No, it could be, though, because they, they, it is turn-based and there's cards. I, I, I'm i probably not going to play it, to be real. Like, in, unless it shows up on Game Pass, I'm probably not going to touch it. Um, speaking of demos, right now, on PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam, you can snag a demo for Metal colon hellsinger which is the rhythm based shooter where you're shooting a bunch of demons and stuff and it looks badass and um if i had a high-end console or pc i would definitely be checking it out i don't even know if it's on last gen um but i'm i'm predicting that if it is it's not going to be as pretty or or horrific or fun uh, i'm going to check though after we record um but yeah that's that looks really really freaking good um i don't know if we talked about it last week i don't think we did but madden 23 is going to have the man himself john madden on the cover uh feels right There's a Sonic Origins trailer or game coming. Um, contains Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and Knuckles. Remember that when you had Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Sonic and Knuckles and you put 3 in it. That's that's how it worked. That was great. Um, I seen a stack on Nextlander the other day um, where they uh, they showed the the ultimate stack of Sega Genesis peripherals. Where it was like a Sega Genesis, a Sega CD, a three, uh, 32X, uh, a Game Genie, the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge, and then Sonic 3 and uh, plugged in the top of it. It was like a like a really tall stack of, of peripherals. Um, man, I loved my Genesis. Uh, didn't have a lot of games for it, but I certainly loved it. Uh, Capcom confirmed Street Fighter VI's timeline placement. Let's take a look at that. Uh, I really, re I've seen several clips of the new Street Fighter game. We talked about it a little bit last week. I really like the art style. Um, Street Fighter VI takes place after the ends of Street Fighter Three, placing it at the end of the series timeline, giving the fact that Street Fighter Five is before Street Fighter Three. Um, we also got a clip of Guile. In the new art style, um, which was really cool and stylized. Battlefield 2042 update 1.0 includes hundreds of changes and fixes ahead of the season one launch. And from what I can gather, the community doesn't give a shit. Um, if you've been with us at all for any amount of time, you've probably heard me say that I i try to be more positive in my opinions of things like if i don't like a thing i don't spend a whole lot of time bitching about it um but i know several people in the battlefield community that that's all they want to do is bitch about it um and i don't get wasting that energy uh but it does seem that it might be just a, a smidge too late to, to do updates like that game's been out for a while uh, we played a very little bit of it when it first came out and granted I was playing on last gen and it looked terrible and it felt terrible um, and I didn't like it it was it was very obvious in that stream that I was not impressed and uh, it sucks because I really I really dug Battlefield back around um, Bad Company 2 and Battlefield 3, specifically. Uh, th those were the two I played hundreds of hours of, and I really wish, instead of this thing that they keep trying to do with Battlefield, that they would just finish Bad Company's story. Because it ended on... The second one ended on a cliffhanger. 
So finish that fight, please. Um, but considering how bad the last couple battlefields are, maybe it's for the better that we never see the end of that, you know? Um, lots of space horror stuff was in the in the uh, Games Fest video I watched yes or this morning. We saw stuff from Aliens to a couple games that had really really strong Dead Space vibes. Um, Troy Baker and the guy that voiced. Uh, Arthur Morgan, I feel bad I forget his name right now. They have a game coming out that's kind of space horror-y. Um, I'm here for it. Space horror, much like Western horror, are one of, is one of my favorite genres. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a TV show with Netflix that will reportedly be split between the game's timeline and the fall of humanity. I was hoping for the fall of humanity only, uh, strictly because I think uh, Fort Solace is the Roger Clark Troy Baker game I was just talking about. <laughs> um, I, I just wish they would have stuck to the fall of humanity stuff, because as much as I loved Horizon Zero Dawn, the best part of that game, other than fighting giant robot monsters... Uh, robot dinosaurs was um, the best part of that game was learning about the past, how mankind fell into the society that we were playing in in the game. I I fear that the game part of the part of the show might not work. Um, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge had some big news drop at Summer Game Fest already. Um, Casey Jones has joined the lineup, meaning you can play seven different characters and you can have six-player co-op online. So you could conceivably have all four Turtles, Casey Jones and Master Splinter, or all four Turtles, Casey Jones and April O'Neil. Um, and it will have cross-play. That's fantastic. I'll probably end up getting it on um, Xbox One or Switch. That It kind of feels like a Switch game to me. Um, but regardless, I look forward to getting a hold of it. Uh, I might actually put a little bit of money aside uh, and get it. It comes out next Thursday. Um, so I might get it the week after that. Um, possibly. Uh, it... Um, Looks like a lot of fun. I, I love the old side-scrolling arcade beat-em-ups. Um, I was a little disappointed with Streets of Rage 4, but I was also not a huge Streets of Rage fan to begin with. Um, but uh, the Turtles games were some of my favorites back in the day. Uh, the side-scrolling arcade ones, not necessarily the uh, that old brutal 8-bit Nintendo one. Um, although I, I guess that's coming too, because they did announce a while ago the the collection. Uh, I, I would like to take a stab at that again as an adult, because I haven't played it since I was a kid, and I'm arguably better at video games now. I bet it's still frustratingly terrible, though. Um, this week we saw a little bit of movie news. Uh, we saw the first full trailer for Black Adam. Um... And they did include that in Summer Game Fest, too. So I guess it makes sense for it to be here. Um, I'm interested in seeing how this fits into the greater DC um, universe. Because that is still so hard to parse out. <laughs> um, you know, with seemingly Robert Pattinson's Batman being its own thing. And the Joker is its own thing. And Suicide Squad is a different thing that appears to be part of the Snyderverse because we did have in the first Suicide Squad movie the the brief cameo of Batfleck. Um, but the second Suicide Squad movie, which I still haven't seen, doesn't include that. And, and I don't know if Black Adam is a part of the Shazam continuity. Is it a part of the Batman continuity? I don't know. Um, but it looks interesting. It looks It looks fun. 
I don't know if it's going to be a good movie. Uh, I could say that a lot about a lot of The Rock's movies, that a lot of them look really fun. A lot of them are fun. Skyscraper was a really fun, dumb movie. Um, that Earthquake movie he did was fun and dumb uh, and happened to have two of my favorite act- actresses in it, but that's besides the point. Um, I enjoyed the Black Adam trailer. Will I enjoy the movie? Who knows? Uh, it has a release date of October 19th uh, internationally and October 21st for us here in the States. The last thing of news I want to cover this week um, is not nearly as upsetting as the news was a year ago when this happened, uh, but the last original member of the Giant Bomb crew has left. Um, if you remember last year, and I mentioned them a little bit ago, uh, if you remember last year, uh, Alex, Brad, Vinny left Giant Bomb, and it broke me. I was so sad last May when they left because I've been not at all quiet about the fact that like I would love to do what they do. I would love to work for Giant Bomb. That has been like one of my dreams uh, for years. I mean... They originated, for the most part, the concept of personality-driven game coverage. Um, you know, they didn't always just cover the newest thing. They, they, a part of their regular gig was covering what they enjoyed, right? And then over the years, they were bought by CBS and then um, Red Media Ventures Interactive or some such shit like that owns them now. Um, and then. Back in May of last year, there was like seemed like a seemingly a schism. It never really came out as to the why, um, but there was lots of speculation as to why Vinny, Brad, and Alex just suddenly departed because it was sudden. Um, not quite as sudden as this week's news, but it was sudden that it was like boom, we're leaving. And then a little while later, they started Next Lander, and they're they're some of my favorite video game coverage. Um, I would support them financially on uh, Patreon if I could. But this week, the last remaining founder of the website, Jeff Gersman, announced on Monday that it was his last day at the website. Um, Tuesday, he did a several hours long stream, and from what I saw of it, never really came like fully clean and said, this is why uh, the giant bomb cast that week also on Tuesday, didn't address it directly, although they did uh, touch on the the matter of respecting individuals' privacy and whatnot. But the general vibe I got uh, from Jeff's statement was it it had a lot to do with corporate interference, (laughs) if you want to call it that, that like he just got tired of hand-wringing and um, being told they couldn't do things and what they could do and stuff like that. Again, Mostly speculation, just going based on what he said on his stream. You can go back and watch it. It's in his archive on Twitch uh, from Tuesday. That uh, a Tuesday the what day was that? Seventh. Um, but it's kind of an end of an era, in that like none of the originals are there now. Um, you know, it was founded by Ryan Davis and and uh, Jeff. There's been you know a, a number of of staffing changes people come and go um like ben pack was an intern at one point and then for a couple years he was a a part of the crew he left uh abby left she works for g4 tv now um as far as i know um and does her own streaming stuff uh dan reichard and jason a striker came from game informer dan left uh dan is now back he's the creative director now um i left them when at, when uh, Alex and Vinny and Brad left. Like, th- those three were my favorite personalities on the site, and when they left, the combination of them leaving and the stuff uh, like the very internet show and Al Bummer uh, and uh, it pulling away from the quick looks and the long plays and stuff that they used to do, it it made me not want to... to, to it made my decision to stop being a subscriber to the premium site uh, very easy uh, when that s- stuff changed. I still can't afford to be a, a subscriber anymore, but I am fascinated by 
the new direction uh, as they put forth that they're going to return to doing more quick looks and video game stuff. They're going to keep Albummer and the very internet show and stuff around, but like I don't watch those um, because to me, Giant Bomb functions best as a video game website. I frankly could care less about their opinion on on music. Uh, the the internet show stuff. I mean that's fine, but again, I don't come to Giant Bomb to to subscribe to their opinions about what's going on on the internet you know i want video game coverage from them so when they stopped doing quick looks and stuff i as regularly they never stopped completely um but when they stopped doing that stuff as much it and, and they lost the personalities that i enjoyed like my favorite stuff in the world was things like when Vinny, alex and dan played uh yakuza zero um or the uh Alex Navarro playing through Mass Effect or Drew Scanlon and Dan playing through the Metal Gear series. Like, that's the stuff I, I paid to see. You know, that that's what I was willing to give my money for every year to see. And now that Dan's back, and I like some of the existing personalities and the crew of nine they have, and I'm interested in getting used to the... and getting to know the newer personalities that I don't know all that well... Um, I'm excited for the direction of Giant Bomb. I'm also excited to see what Jeff does. Um, Because I feel like the later years of Giant Bomb, with them being under CBS's thumb and with the new company's thumb, his dissatisfaction seemed palpable. Like, the frustration he talked about in his live stream came through a lot. Like, there was many, many, many times over the last several years where I questioned whether Jeff still enjoyed video games. Um... I hope he finds happiness in what he's doing now. And I'm, I'm, I immediately went and followed his Twitch because I want to see what he does. You know, he's been in the industry for almost as long as I've been alive. Um, like, I was a child when he started in the industry as a teenager himself. Um, so I'm interested in seeing what where his stuff goes as well. Um, but it was shocking um, to the video game world at large when he's like, yeah, I'm done. Today is my last day. Um, and then he wasn't even on the podcast to say goodbye. Um, cause I think even Alex, Vinny and Brad said bye on the last episode of the podcast that they were on. Uh, but you know, Jan's the podcast host now. He's really good. I, um, Dan's back. He's always got interesting ideas. I don't always like Dan, uh, the, the ideas he has, but like maybe we'll see more Mario party parties. Uh, cause those were always fun to watch Dan be the only one enjoying himself and everyone else being frustrated. Um, Steal My Sunshine was one of his better ideas with the Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, I didn't care much for Burgle My Bananas. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm glad to see Dan back. He left the WWE <laughs> to come back to Giant Bomb. Uh, he, seemed kind of, he seemed kind of frustrated with the WWE. Uh, just the brief little comments he had about not being able to talk about things, not being allowed to do things. Um, I hope to hear more from him about his experience working for Vince McMahon and, and that circus. Uh, but I am excited for all parties involved. I, uh, it felt good to be excited about giant bomb again after last year. Um, it, I mean, it happened at a really bad time in my life. Like we're talking literally like two months before I went to the hospital for my mental health. Not that giant bomb put me in the hospital. Let's not go that far. Uh, but I was already teetering on the edge of, of sanity and then my favorite personalities on my favorite video game website left, and they started doing things I didn't care for, uh, was not entertained by, didn't want to pay to see. Um, I'm very excited to see them back at it, though. Uh, and, like, you know, they can keep their albumers and the stuff I don't care about. I just want to see more quick looks. I want to see more stuff like, you know, when Drew and Dan played through Metal Gear. Uh, that was that was one of my favorite series because it's one of my favorite games, and Drew had never. I suggest go. You should go watch it if you can get your hands on Metal Gear Scanlan, uh, because they played through the entire franchise up to a point. Um, I think they might have even yeah they did play all the way through like Metal Gear Revengeance and stuff. But that's gonna do it for this week's show, guys and gals and non-binary pals. Um. I know times are trying. 
I feel it every day. Uh, as I said at the beginning, my new brand personally is relentless optimism in the face of, of zero hope. Um, you know, it feels like every day the Supreme Court does something questionable or some state, some governor does some shit and then we're constantly getting fucked over by corporations, gas prices, food, all of it. Um, but I still believe there's joy in the world if you can find it. It might take some work, it might take some digging, and it might take some self-reflection and some even some mindfulness to find it. Um, but I still believe there's good to existence, um, even if we have to fight for it. And for fuck's sake, what else is worth... Like, can you name something more worth fighting for than joy, happiness? Um... As I was saying, I know the world can be a really, really dire place. I hope you find joy in your day-to-day. I hope you find joy in your life every day. Um, That is my entire reason for being right now. I'm going to have a great weekend with my children. Um, I hope you have a great weekend with whatever you get yourself into. Uh, Don't let the exterior ruin the interior for you. Um, We all have to face a bunch of bullshit in life. But at the end of the day, we have to live with ourselves. And I hope you do what you need to do to successfully be happy on the inside. Um, That's my goal every day, and I I hope it works out for you too. Uh, Thank you for listening to an hour of me rambling about stuff, rapid-fire style. Um, Your listenership means the world to me. If you are in a better financial position than I am, Uh, Because it breaks my heart that I cannot support the people I want to support and their projects. Uh, But if you are in a better financial position than I am and want to support us with more than just your ears and your time, we have a Patreon and we have uh, coffee. Um, (laughs) Ko-fi. K-O-F-I. Where you can support us with your monies. Uh, You can also subscribe on Twitch or, you know, give us bits and stuff when we're streaming. I'm still endeavoring to to, to uh, stream more than I have been, but as I said, I, I have to get my life in order, um, and that has been the focus um, for the most part. Um, the last you know several months, uh, once we get in a better position uh, financially, we're going to do more again. Um, but I have been focusing mostly on my survival and my state of mind. Uh, so I thank you for your patience as you await me to get my shit together. And we'll get through this together. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have a TikTok. I'm, I'm trying to be better about using TikTok as a, a means to uh, interact with the world. I'm still working on Discord and Reddit, uh, but I'm only one man. Uh, this is a one-man show here at polynerdic.com and the ordinary podcast but uh, we're doing our best and I uh, hope to see you here next week listening to another episode of the ordinary podcast polynerdic.com's weekly nerd-centric life and culture podcast for adults as always I am your ordinary nerdy host Shad and uh, I'll see you next week everybody have a good one